Hey everyone, welcome to episode 21 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, minus the Andy this week, just Jeff and I. Um, and of course, this is your weekly midweek break to reconnect with the hospital church community and the topics we are discussing. Uh, as always, before we begin, don't forget to check out last week's podcast, which was a note from Andy in the aftermath of Hurricane Matthew where we decided that for the second week in a row that you and I are guaranteed a resurrection so we can step out into our world and do God knows what for God knows who, because no matter where our life wanderings may take us, we are safe in the arms of our resurrected Savior. You can find that and all the re- of the other episodes on our Spreaker channel by going to hospitalchurch.org slash podcast, mobile apps for Apple and Android, also on iTunes, if you subscribe there, you'll never miss an episode early on Wednesday morning. All the social media things apply by searching for Hospital Church, and you can text us your thoughts at 407-965-1607 or podcast at hospitalchurch.org. Either of those will get you in touch with us and join the conversation. This week, in Andy's absence, although he did preach this week, um, we venture cautiously into downtown Laodicea. At least as far as I can see. Uh, we're venturing out in our shorts, flip-flops, and sweatshirt tied around our waist just in case to investigate the ever-cryptic Solomon. Don't be overly righteous. I feel like we should be hashtagging this message with <laughs> hashtag sinners and sort of okay people rejoice. Not really sure. Um, so and the, <laughs> <laughs> this was another one of those where uh, trying to figure out what Solomon truly has can sometimes not be what it seems at first read. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, Ecclesiastes, as you dig further into it, just keeps adding more and more <laughs> questions. And, and it's as I was listening to Andy's talk and, and going through it, I was thinking, my goodness, this, this really, it, here's the wisest person in the world. And when you get done reading the book, so, so to speak, that he authored, <laughs> You have so many more questions than you you ever got answers, and maybe that's the definition of wisdom. Maybe is to to not necessarily have the right answers, but to have the right questions. Right? The onion without answers. Yeah. Keep peeling it back. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, and this text specifically. This is the one in uh, I think this is in what I think Ezekiel seven, right? Ezekiel seven, where um, you know he says, "Don't be don't be overly righteous and." Don't be overly wicked. And it, Andy mentions that sort of like the Goldilocks story. You know? Yeah. And you mentioned Laodicea. And I, and I don't think that's where he's going, is it? Uh, no, but I think there's – I think that's part of the confusion, though, that it's awfully easy to go there. It is. And think about, well, you know, if I'm not here and I'm not there, where am I? I'm in the middle. I'm lukewarm. And, you know, I think that's one of the trapdoors we – don't always fall down, but we certainly like to open it for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you know when you when you talk with people, um, and I'm, I'm every every pretty much every step you take, you look around and there are people who are who have a plan. They have a plan for this, and they have a plan for that, and they some of them are extremely religious. You know, um, I was thinking on the way to work here. I was driving my car down the on the road and um, as I passed I think I must have passed about three joggers and a little bit of guilt hit me like <laughs> you know I was thinking 
why, you know, why don't I do that in the morning? Why don't I get up and run? I, now I do other things and I'm not going to say that I don't have a plan, but running's not one of them. Yeah. But I, you know, I think of people that are in, in my life that are in my circle of friends and some of them are, this is just a religious thing for them to get out and run a plan. And I don't know. I don't know if they feel that when they have that plan, if they take care of themselves, that that's going to be the Thing that keeps them from you know being in the hospital or getting sick or yeah probably yeah you know we, we have these things if you take care of yourself things will good things will happen but that doesn't always happen yeah it doesn't always in other words like and that's what he's saying the good sometimes do die young and those those old codgers that are ornery and mean they <laughs> seem to live forever who sings only the good die young yeah. i think that was a song somewhere wasn't it that was it? a billy joel song that's right it was yeah. why would i know that i don't know uh, yeah well and i thought if you go to the website hospitalchurch.org and you go into the archives and look at the the introduction that andy put mm-hmm. to the sermon he said some people have a tendency to be gung ho about things they never do anything with moderation. They're at the front of the altar call on Friday night and stoned on Saturday night. They swing <laughs> the pendulum hard from righteous to wicked with very little middle ground. And it finishes with the question, what do we, what do we imagine Solomon meant when he said, don't be too good, and on the other hand, don't be too wicked either? And, I mean, that really struck me because I think from, from my background, that like was written, like to me, uh, that was like written directly for me. That as a person who was away from church for a long time and was, you know, just way out the other side. And yet, you know, eventually you kind of come back and it doesn't have to be immediate. Like, it doesn't have to be a Friday night to a Saturday night. This could be a teenage years to middle age mm-hmm. years. I mean, it, where that right. swings. But <laughs> don't be too good. Don't be too wicked. I always felt that that was like I was just being bad merely in the eyes of the church, not necessarily with God even though that wasn't a point of focus. So I, I just don't, I don't know what to do and I don't know how to unpack that because I think there's a lot of people that have that same experience at multiple times in their journey. But w- where do we stay if you're not supposed to, you know, we don't want to be Laodicea, but how do we make that pendulum swing in an appropriate manner? Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it obviously you could look and it feels like it's calling for balance. It feels like it's calling for some kind of reasonable way to stay within the polarities of life, so to speak. I like though in, in uh, verse 18 of that, of that same chapter, um, it says he kind of ends this little discourse on, on not being too this way and not being too that way. He says the best it's best to stay in touch with both sides of an issue. A person who fears God deals responsibly with all of reality, not just a piece of it. Right. Which which helps me to understand that you know when when I start looking at my own life, when I start looking at um how things work, uh, a lot of times I want to get involved. I want to make sure that I'm – and so I I figure out a formula or I figure out some way in which I can manage it or I can control it. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and and I think what, what, what Solomon's trying to help us understand is there's going to be some things in life that you cannot control. Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> that's, no, that's, right. that's the part I don't like. Yeah. And – and those and 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 if we get so caught up with trying to find that that extreme way, in other words, oh man, this is one little detail that 
is out of line. I need to get. And so we work our whole life trying to maintain that. And then if we get frustrated, remember the pendulum thing? Yeah. We go, okay, this isn't working and I can't do a thing about it. And then we let the whole thing go. So he's saying, you know, we either go one way or the other. No, what God's saying, let those things, let me take care of those things. Let me be the part that deals with the things that you feel that you know, are out of your control. Now, granted, we do have a lot of things that God allows us to do within the right. realm of reason. But I, I think it goes back, and I don't want to dominate this whole conversation here. I know you've got no. some thoughts, but yeah. I think it goes back. It's a very interesting piece. In the very beginning, the very first death that took place, mm-hmm. when Cain and Abel came and, and God asked, you know, and there was this offering that was brought, and Cain comes with fruit. Things that he couldn't control in a way. He he could plant sure. the seed. You know, yeah. obviously he didn't make the plants grow, but in a sense he was able to manage a farm. He was able to manage his fruits, and he brought those. Those were the things that he knew he could control. Yeah. His brother, on the other hand, had something that he didn't have control over, so he wasn't going to go after that. His brother brings an offering, a live animal that he has to kill. Right. Basically nothing that he, he, he really does. The, the animal in a sense is not his work. The animal is grown. Right. So you kind of get this idea that the offerings brought to God were a sense of here's my first fruits. Here's the things that I was able to do and grow and plant and can have a lot of control over. Whereas this, this animal, this sacrifice that you had to make, which in a sense, was what Abel brought. And so Cain has this horrible hissy fit, basically. It says he goes into this, first of all, he goes into a depression, and he's mad, and then he goes and kills his brother. So I think it, that's what happens, is when we get so caught up in the things that we feel like we need to do, and we need to control. Yeah. And I think that's what Solomon is saying. He says, don't, don't go after those things you can't control. Well, okay, uh, that, that actually makes perfect sense. But in the middle of that, sometimes we're when we we think about our human nature and our understanding of God and how all this works, and sometimes it seems to leave you know God seems to leave us at the intersection of expectation <laughs> and works. You know, we're we're coming together thinking, well, man, you know, I've I'm not great. I'm I'm an admitted sinner, but you know, I've, I've done a few good things, and you know, I've tried extra hard to you know be nice to people and smile and you know li- and lend a hand and give you know with a happy heart and you know be good to my family and my friends and people I don't know. So I have an expectation that maybe things are going to go my way a little bit, and yet, <laughs> or you know, the thoughts even are like, well, maybe you know, maybe I'm good enough, or maybe I'm pretty good or even even if it's just man I'm better than I was a couple of weeks ago but when those good things don't happen that can push the pendulum way back the other direction right. and I think that's a that's Satan on the other side like a pushing a little kid on a swing you know let's push it further let's push it faster let's push it harder well yeah I think your key word there is is the expectation side yeah um, if we're doing all those things in ex, you know with our expectation of being a certain way again, then I, a lot of times, and, and Solomon writes this, many times we're going to be disappointed. Or, you know, um, if you're doing all those things to get something, 
So maybe we need to adjust our expectations. Maybe we need to do, I don't think it's bad to have plans. I don't think it's bad to look forward to figuring out what can I do and, you know, what are some things, you know, how can I live my life? Right. If we don't plan, we're never going to do anything. Right. With intentionality and so forth. Um, but what is what is the reason for that? Why am I doing those things? Right. And I think that's the bigger question. And that really then kind of takes away uh, one of the things I was thinking as Andy was going through this was, you know, when we don't get that reward or we don't feel like we were, I don't know, somehow appreciated by God. Sometimes I feel like we think that, you know, when something good happens, God appreciates all of our good work. Yeah. Oh, good. little pat on the back. That was good. But what you're saying is essentially that maybe when we don't have, if we can adjust those expectations to just say, whatever comes today, I'm going to take it. And whether it's good, whether it's bad, and just continue to focus on almost kind of can focus on my plan. Yeah. And it's basically, I mean, if we can, there's a few expectations that we can believe. And that is that God loves me, whether I do good or bad. (laughs) Right. right? right. It's not dependent upon. Yeah. Yeah. So there is... God's not dependent on my good work or my good plan or all the many righteous things that I think I'm doing. He first of all says, hey, by the way, there's nothing you can do that's really righteous anyway. So <laughs> Something about stinking rain. Yeah, so, yeah, so live with the fact that I love you no matter what. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of that, though, um, there are good things that come from the fact that I've got a plan and I live my life intentionally that's true. for God. I mean, uh, let's face it. When when I have a a really bad day, and I go, you know what? I don't want to live a day like this again. You know, yeah. I, I, you know. Let's face it. I, I want to start over. The thank goodness God gives us another day to wake up and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do things a little differently, differently. this day. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to eat or drink what I what I did yesterday. That just gave me a really bad headache and whatever. <laughs> you know, I feel so. Obviously, how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about other people, how productive we become. I mean, those are all good things. And I think they, they're benefits of having a good plan of intentionally living your life uh, with, with good ideas and with good um, understandings of how you know, a life is actually to be lived. And I think there's good directives for that in the Bible. I think there's good health principles that we now have, especially today, as we look at, you know, science and so forth. So I think there's, there's benefits yeah. to not just health benefits, but also psychological benefits, relational benefits to trying to do the right thing and trying to live your life with a good intentional plan. Um, so what if your plan stinks and then you have to, we have to get better also. The other thing I wrote down was, you know, this, some of the stumbling blocks that people will say, well, you know, I don't, I don't get this because I feel like I, there's got to be some benefit. I have to have some correlation between what I think is good and maybe something good that happens to me, whether that's reality or not. Sometimes it's comforting. And we, we put these, they essentially become stumbling blocks mm-hmm. for us. How do we let ourselves off the hook to say when, listen, I really felt like I was on a pretty good run here for like you know, a couple <laughs> of weeks or a month, or even if it was a day, because like you said, yesterday was so bad and today's pretty good. And then things don't work out like we think, how do we let ourselves off the hook to not get into the rut that the devil would have of us saying, see, you guys are just a bunch of sinners anyway. It doesn't matter. I mean, look at all the good stuff you did. And then this happens. Yeah. Why even bother? That's hard. It's hard for people and myself included sometimes. So just let yourself off the hook that I'm not perfect. 
Yeah, I mean that's a that's why we have that's why we have friends. You know, that's why yeah. you have community, you have church, you have people that can rally around you. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, we don't live our lives in a vacuum. I'm, hopefully, right. I've got people around me that can come alongside of me and say. I know what you think is going on is, yeah. is your reality, but <laughs> let me help you out if I can. Can I speak into your life a little bit? You know, yeah. sometimes, you know, I think God does send people like that, that are honest with you and that can help you get out of some of those toxic uh, ways of life that sometimes we find ourselves in. Lots, and there's a lot of things that are toxic in mm-hmm. our lives these days. And as we start getting closer to the end of today's podcast, um, some of the maybe the most toxic right now, and we discussed this last week, and since it's coming up here this week, we're going to talk about it again. Um, the balance that you have to strike these days, if you would like to talk about politics, oh. <laughs> in the middle, in the middle of this, or I shouldn't say the end. I mean, we're we're in the final. I mean, this is like we're at the final beatdown. You know, we're yeah. October. We're full of October surprises. We've got all kinds of things popping up all over the place. Uh, of course, we're speaking of the uh, presidential election that will be coming up next month. Um, if you're just plain done with all of this and you're thinking, I just need some balance and how do I, how do I mean, can I say anything without just being attacked verbally Mm -hmm. or at least maybe in my mind, I'm thinking they probably think I'm crazy for doing this. Um, we have an, uh, uh, a debating with grace coming up this Saturday. That's just a couple days from now, October 22nd. It's from three to five here at the hospital church with Dr. Tony Campalo and Dr. Steve Brown teaching us how to debate with grace, even though these two are apparently pretty much on opposite ends of the political spectrum. They've been able to remain friends <laughs> through yeah. it all and have a, be able to voice their opinions without fear of you know, uh, losing the other's friendship or camaraderie. Or respect even, yeah. Right, or even respect. Uh, and then Dr. Kampala will also be speaking for both services yeah. uh, this coming weekend. So you don't want to miss that. You can find out more details on the Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash hospital church. Yeah. And you can let us know about that. So as we wrap it up, I hope today was helpful because I feel like we did uh, – We I came away with more than – a few answers more than I came in with. So that's always the goal. Um, but I wanted to leave you with one of the most impactful thoughts that I thought Andy brought out from this past week. And he said, there's a place of peace and wisdom, and it isn't in striving to be righteous or in caving to evil. It is in receiving the gift of what God has done for us. And so keeping in mind that you know everything in the end – is just a trust in God and that it's already been taken care of for us should give us some peace to hopefully get through this. And like Jeff mentioned previously, uh, surround yourself with your community. And uh, sometimes it's hard to ask for help or just a listening ear. And we're not always good about it, but uh, hopefully you have that in your life and uh, can lean on that. So if you'd like to join us this coming week, don't miss uh, debate with grace. And of course the first two services with Dr. Campalo, that's at nine thirty and at 12. And you can stream that live on our website, hospitalchurch.org, and just click on the Watch Live uh, link at the top of the page. And if you're local, of course, join us in person for either service. I have a feeling it's going to be a little crowded this week for both, so I would suggest coming in early next week for Episode 22, and we'll break all that down, what we learned. And we'll see you there. Looking forward to it.